Hello and welcome to Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast for March 3rd, 2019. Don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. And uh, if you go to the blog right now, I have posted three fights from last night's UFC 235 at the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. There were three women's fights on the show. So uh, I just put them up. So uh, let's go through them. Uh, the first one was on the main card. It was uh, a strawweight bout, Wiley Zhang versus um, Tisha Torres. And um, uh, after her win over Jessica Aguilar, the UFC booked Wiley against a ranked fighter uh, on the main card of a Las Vegas pay-per-view. And this was her U.S. debut. And I guess that's a lot of pressure, but if Whaley passes with flying colors, the UFC knows she is for real. And because Whaley's previous UFC fights were on UFC Fight Pass, plenty of fans had yet to see her. Now, Tisha is a good but not great fighter. The thing is, uh, she's ranked number seven. Okay, so that's what they wanted to do. They wanted to book her against a uh, top ten ranked fighter. Now, Tisha... Uh, would ha need to be more aggressive than she usually is. What she normally does is a uh, kind of a, a stick-and-move uh, type of style, depending to a certain extent on her quickness. The problem is, I don't think she could get away with that with Whaley. She'd have to do more. Now, she didn't, okay? And, and that was the story of this fight. Tisha couldn't handle Whaley's constant pressure, and uh, Tisha didn't do enough. You know, uh, she, Whaley outclassed her with striking. She took her down a couple of times, almost finished her in the third round. And Tisha didn't adjust when she fell behind. So I scored the fight 30-27 for Whaley. Two of the judges scored it the same. And the third scored a 29-28. So uh, Whaley did not get a finish, but it was a dominant win. I don't think anybody would have scored that for Tisha. I'm surprised she won a round, really. And, uh, you know, it was a dominant win over a ranked fighter. So at this point, the UFC needs to continue to advance her towards the title. Now, though nothing has been announced... Now, I've heard a lot of um, talk about who her next opponent should be and blah, 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 blah. Okay. So uh, I'm going to take a little more of a long-term uh, long uh, view of this. Now, though nothing has been announced... Uh, you, I expect the UFC to return to Beijing, China, probably in the fall of 2019. Um, I would say October, November, something like that. They were there last year. Now, keep in mind that they're, they're spending a lot of money over there. They're building a, a UFC performance institute over there. And so they're banking a lot of money in China, okay? And Weili has the potential to be a champ. There's not even any question about that. So they will want Whaley in the main event of that show. Okay, that is going to be huge. So this is what I'm going to propose. If things fall into place, that fight could be a strawweight number one contender match. So let's say that Tatiana Suarez wins her next fight. Okay, which I'm pretty sure she will. Uh, Whaley could fight Karolina Kowalkiewicz at International Fight Week in July. And if she wins, Whaley versus Tatiana is the main event in Beijing. And that's a number one contender fight. Now, I really don't care who Whaley fights in July, but Carolina is a former title contender, and she's pretty similar to Tisha, except that she has better defense. 
Okay, and she does punch a little bit better, but I don't see her being able to do much of anything with, um, with Whaley. But she is a tough opponent. Uh, other names that I've heard I'm not as crazy about. Now, the main thing about her is she, you can't put her in there against somebody who's ranked below her. Now, I mean, she's moved up. She's going to move up in the rankings, probably uh, be close to the top five. So you have to book her against somebody in the top five or close to the top five. Okay? And, and you know, eventually, she's, uh, after the next fight, you know, you can book her against Tatiana, and that'll be a killer fight. I mean, I don't know who would win that fight. They're both great. Now, now the other two fights, so, that, so that's my um, uh, forecast for, for Weili Zhang, and I don't know, maybe it'll come true, maybe it won't. Okay. Now, the other two fights, women's fights on the show, were on the um, uh, early prelims, which were on UFC Fight Pass here in Canada. Uh, Macy Chason, for, or I think they pronounced it Chason versus Gina Mazzani. Uh, this was uh, a bantamweight bout. Macy won tough 28 for the featherweights, but she dropped down to bantamweight for this fight. Um, they asked her to, okay? Uh, Gina came to the UFC as a late replacement. I don't think she is a UFC caliber fighter. Uh, she just hasn't looked good. Now, based on this fight, Macy is going to be big trouble for the rest of the bantamweight division. At five foot eleven, she is a legit featherweight. Now, if she can make weight and still exhibit the same skills that I saw in Tough and in Invicta, then she is going to be very tough to deal with. Okay. Sometimes a fighter loses something when she drops a weight class, but uh, I have to see her against somebody better than Gina to determine if that's the case. But Macy looked good here. She got a quick knockout. Uh, I would like to see her face a ranked opponent uh, next time around. So uh, again, very short fight. It happened. It ended in the first round. So be sure to check that out. All right. And the third fight was also on the uh, Fight Pass prelims. It was uh, at um, um, flyweight Hannah Cyphers versus Pollyanna Viana. So Pollyanna is the Brazilian girl who got a lot of publicity for beating up a mugger while waiting for a bus. Now, she lost her last fight to J.J. Aldrich, a fighter she should have beaten, but J.J. has a great coach and outsmarted her. Now, I felt the same about this fight. Hannah came to the UFC as a late replacement a few months ago. She's mainly a striker, but I don't think she's a UFC-caliber fighter, which, by the way, is not unusual for late replacements. Now, round one was close. Uh, but I scored at 10-9 for Hannah, and so did the judges. Now, neither fighter looked good, okay? But, you know, Pollyanna should be much better, in my opinion, okay? Round two was similar. I scored at 10-9 for Pollyanna, and so did the judges. Both rounds were very close, all right? Now, round three, I scored at 10-9 for Hannah. Again, very marginal. Two of the judges scored at the same. The third judge... Judge scored a 10-9 for Pollyanna. So Hannah won by split decision. It was a close fight, but it was not a good fight. I didn't like either fighter. And for the second straight fight, Pollyanna Viana lost a fight that she should have won. Okay, now I don't know why that is, but it just shows that even the lower levels of the UFC are a big step up from the Brazilian regional circuit because I don't think either fighter is all that 
is all that good. So she needs to figure things out because she just, there's no excuse for her looking that bad. And, and Hannah winning did not convince me that could, she, she could beat anybody good. Okay. All right. So those are the three fights. Like I said, uh, head to my blog right now. All three videos are up. Uh, if it's at frankp316.blogspot.com. Uh, if you want to leave a, uh, uh, a voice message on uh, the Anchor voicemail system, you can do so and I'll answer any questions you might have. Uh, I'm not sure exactly when I'll be back. There's another UFC show next week, so I'll be back for that for sure. Um, if you want to subscribe to the podcast, you can do so at Google Play Music, Google Podcast, uh, iTunes, and Spotify. Uh, have a good week, and we'll talk to you later.